0: Shall we head to my favorite planet in the galaxy? The planet of good vibes. 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 A legend is in the building. And we got a hell of a show ahead of us, so. Without further ado, we shall blast off into the galaxy of good vibes in approximately five, four, three, two, and one. Top of the morning, folks. Good afternoon and good evening. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ham Planet podcast. I'm your host, Peter Ham, and, um, we got an absolute epic show ahead of us fired up to the max for it and i know it's going to be a treat for all of y'all out there um if you're new to the show if you're new to the hand planet podcast first and foremost great to have you here this podcast is all about good vibes great people and glorious stories so get comfy Go grab a scotch and get ready to have a good time because um, we've got a phenomenal guest tonight and he's been an extremely special person, extremely um, impactful man and leader to me. And I'm just honored to have him among us tonight. He is one of the wisest, men to ever walk the face of this earth he is an exceptional rugby coach a rugby veteran guy knows the ins and outs of the game in every single way shape and form and um he's a clinical psychologist so he he can read your mind while you're listening to the podcast and he is the head coach of The Culver Rugby Team, the Culver Military Academy Rugby Team, best damn high school in America. And he's just one of those men who has shaped and molded me into who I am today. Coach Daryl Knowlton. Coach, how we
1: doing? Good, bro. Uh, Yeah, I was thinking 12 years is when I met you.
0: Holy uh, shit!
1: Twelve years ago, bro. Twelve years ago, Pete was oh my, my first was my first encounter with with Pete Ham. Um, for legal purposes, I'm a licensed clinical social worker. Yep. Yep. Similar to the psychologist, but um, we get shit done. So um, absolutely social work, work done. But um, yeah, so I've been at a, Culver now, this is my 16th year coaching. Um, One of the things I wrote down when you were doing the the friggin' amazing pump up intro was, uh, I wish I was a better coach when you were here. Like, remember the days like we just showed up and played rugby and I played and got smashed and we just, that's what we did. And I didn't really know a lot about coaching. I wish now I could take, go back, take a couple of you guys, like everything I've learned over 16 years coaching in the last seven years at the national, international level, and then pass that knowledge on to to you guys. That would have been amazing to watch you guys. But I think we we did exactly what you needed because we mostly did what you wanted, which was just lift.
0: We lifted (laughs) a shitload.
1: We lifted a lot. We had
0: a big team. Yes. Like. Big team. I, I think about that roster that starting fifteen we had yeah. my junior my junior year when we went to yeah. state finals. Yeah. Bunch of bunch of we athletes, but bunch yeah. of meat wagons as well.
1: So we do the, the Friday fun day where we would go lift and then go eat and then go back and lift another lift. Yeah. For like months on end.
0: God damn yeah, it. it. What like, a life.
1: always like, <laughs> like 10 o'clock. Yeah. I want to lift. Okay. Let's go lift some bitches. So, yeah. I mean, that's all the gray. Like, gray, like this patch is like that. Your class right here. That's, that's, yep. your, that's, that's,
0: that's, <laughs> that's, <yours>. that's, that's <laughs> nine, forty five 9 45 p.m. Right. M- looking at me and Joe Whippo screaming at each other slapping each other
1: my girlfriend just broke up with me i gotta go bench <laughs> it,
0: was only, it was the only plausible solution honestly it's right. still it's, I know. it's it still is
1: correct it's a, it's... weights don't weights don't care about your feelings
0: <laughs> 400 pounds is 400 fucking pounds correct. that's it's better to
1: left it pissed.
0: yeah oh yeah oh yeah Ah, miss those good old days in the weight room, coach.
1: Yeah.
0: Coach, so first and foremost, I love the insight that I gained from the questionnaire. And
1: it's pretty diverse, isn't
0: it? its it is one of the most diverse ones I've ever received and one of my favorites. And I always love this question. That's why I put it at the top. If there's yeah. a documentary about your life, what would it be titled? Do no harm. I fucking yeah. love, it. I love it.
1: But, but do no harm would there'd be a lot of killing in it. Oh yeah, so, I, I expected mean, that. Lots of lots of bad men would oh. die. So like, do no harm. Like don't get sucked in by me being all, you know. I'll talk about your feelings. No, like don't allow harm to be done which is absolutely. why absolutely. which is why when I was coaching if there was a dust up I expected you guys to handle it like absolutely like don't let someone beat up your teammate go to war do no harm don't allow harm to come to your teammate or your wife or your child or your friends or your family or your co-workers so that's that's what it would be so
0: well, you the uh, the like got your back got your back brother mentality. Yeah. Yep. I gotta say, coach, you you definitely instilled that in me. And, and it's still school
1: a couple times too. Oh yeah.
0: Yep.
1: Fix some things for you.
0: <laughs> I appreciate it, coach. Sandy right. does too. Grammy does.
1: I did it for Grammy and Sandy. So yeah, that's why.
0: Grammy, Sandy, and all the chicken fried steak.
1: <laughs> Correct. I could eat.
0: <laughs> Maybe we got to get yeah. Gra- Grammy up to Culver again. She would love. No, she, she loves.
1: We just need to get, get she Noltan's loves cooking just... chicken fried
0: steak for you, Coach.
1: I know. Knowlton's need to come down to Dallas. It's easier for us to go there than it is for you to come here. So, yeah, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna try to get out in March and get down to you. So.
0: Coach, door's always open. I know. You always got a reservation, even if you don't.
1: (laughs) Even if I don't.
0: Always, coach.
1: What's next? Do no harm. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you never, you never. You gotta like, you know, doing a doing this podcast with the therapist is oh yeah, a little bit for you. So I,
0: I was, uh, I was thinking about that. Before it, I'm like, damn, Coach Nolan is always the one who's getting getting those getting the answers, getting the solutions. And
1: right, you gotta get the answers now, Pete. It's
0: all on you. Yep. Yep. All right, coach. So this question right. this question I'm excited to dive into, but yep. I know you I mean ever since I met you, you've been a proud dad and now fast forward my life i've i've been a proud dad yeah three years gonna be four years on may 1st yep so coach what's your what's your best advice you can give a a young brother on being a good Uh dad
1: Well, you got to... Yeah. Daughters are different than boys. Boys don't. don't need... Boys don't need parented. They don't need coddled. They need trained. Yes. Like animals, sure. right? Um, girls, on the other hand, I mean, they... they. I think your job as a dad is to, to make sure they always feel safe. I mean, that's the job of any parent. Like, make your child feel safe. But I think with a dad and daughter relationship, like, like that's, that's, that's do no harm. Like no, uh, no yeah. harm. That's it. Yep. And that means physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, like your job is to be there for the next, you know, 16 years as you develop them from child, to adolescent to teenager, to young adult, that's your job, you know, I think I think the biggest thing I could give you would be and I'm sure with your listening audience is like once your kids like start turning around 18, you got to go from parent. To, you yep. know, like just like when with you guys on the team, like by the time you were seniors, what did I really do? Not much.
0: You said, hey, you guys know the mission. I've taught you. I've trained you.
1: Yeah. And so it's that time, your time you- to shine right and you know and it's just like you know parenthood's like you know we walk in front of our kids and we walk alongside them and then they walk in front of us and then eventually we just stop walking and they walk forward and that's kind of i'm a big metaphor concrete like look at yourself in the that's that's my biggest one of my uh one of my suggestions to a young dad of a daughter You know, do no wrong. Do no do no wrong. Do no harm.
0: Right. And uh, ensure the security is strong. Correct. I actually was. uh, So, coach, we were we were driving back from Colleen, which she lives with her mom in Colleen, and uh, it's about a three-hour drive. Colleen's over by San Antonio. Or it's by Austin, and she's learning words. She's she's starting to, uh, you know, brain starting to fire on multiple cylinders. Yep. And I was explaining to her like what safety meant, like the definition of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, safety means like that you're okay. Everything is everything's okay, and that nothing bad can Bye. happen to you. Right. He's like, okay. And I'm like, so when daddy's with you, you are safe because no one is going to mess with you. No one is going right. to put you in harm's way. And uh, it was just, it was kind of crazy. Just kind of like breaking it down to her. It was a beautiful thing, yeah. honestly.
1: Yeah, it's, that's, that's great. I mean, my conversation with Colin in a story, is if you leave my hand someone will take you yep. and they will murder your dog because he didn't understand that he just thought like they're going to take my dog I'm like yes if you wander away from me they're going to also take your dog but you'll never see your dog again Yep. guess what never lost that little bitch wandering around for as many years as he did so um, I figured if I screwed him up mentally at some point in time I could help him with it, so. Are you reeling back. back in? Yeah, reel back
0: in. <laughs> All right, I got to use the dog thing. I'm putting that down on my notes. <laughs> that, that, that's good shit, coach. Boys need trained like dogs. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. All right, coach. I was diving into uh Warrior Poet Society. I'll, yeah. I always like learning about like what people's favorite YouTube channels are. And yep. I am obsessed with tactical shit and yep. tactical everything, honestly. I wear a tactical fanny pack everywhere. Yep. Got my tactical pin, tactical headlamp, yep. tactical backpack. Yep. Got all my shit squared away. Um Tell me about Warrior Poet Society. I got to watch like one of their videos for a little bit. They're smoking yeah. cigars, talking about
1: yeah. I mean, it, for me, it's about the 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 cognitive the cognitive part of everything. Yeah. So like the why, the why, 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 whether it's rugby or my own training. Or um, working with kids, there's always a why, and and that's that progression. And I think he he looks a little bit farther behind the, the why, and the why is always cognitive. It's about you know your emotional state, um, you know. And I I got a little exposure to that when I was in college as an undergrad. We had one of those first simulators in our criminal justice school, like no. in Missouri. And I go out and I'm guarding, a, I'm guarding a virtual dude and I got a partner and I got simulations. You know, I got sims in my, in, my, in my sidearm and all of a sudden bad guys start popping off. And I was only supposed to use three rounds. And the next thing I know is I hit the first guy, double tapped him, boom, boom. And then the next thing I know, I shot my partner, shot oh, myself shit. in the foot, I unloaded the clip. <laughs> not the first faster though yeah oh, that was the thing he's like you know the instructor was like and, he, and he's trained and he was like i've never seen like that was fast like that was super fast but then you lost your brain and your brain disconnected from your body and then you made bad decisions
0: yep. so
1: that showed me the that emotion matters um and that the the ability to control it and as a you know as a person it you go through different stages where sometimes you just can't control that shit and it, that right. whatever that rage is or whatever that issue is, it just takes, it just, that hate, that anger, that sadness just takes over and you stop trying to figure out the why and you just do harm. Right. <laughs> and like you do things that you're not like, it's not indicative of your character. Um, it's not who you are as a man or a father or a husband, um, or a friend. And you start trying to figure out that why, and I think he does a good job. Plus he doesn't bullshit around. Um, he is a legit special operations guy. Um, but he, he, out of a lot of guys goes into the more, and again, he's tapping into those individuals like us that didn't serve our country, um, militarily and yeah, that he, that it's the same reason why at 49, I'm still slapping hands and sparring with dudes that I'm old enough to be their dad.
0: Yep. and we're starting to
1: see guys that I'm old enough to be there could technically be their grandfather. You know, 14 14 year old comes in, yeah, I'm old enough to be that kid's grandfather. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Oh math. yeah. And uh, and they find out, that no no like you're a different dude. Uh, about a month and a half ago, I was rolling and I hadn't been there in a while. I maybe missed a month and my beard was super long and just it was it was I looked like my phone stopped recognizing me. So oh, I was shit. like I gotta get this shit. But, so so I slap hand. I look more like a biker than I do. You know a social worker that takes care of kids at a college prep boarding school and has a soft side to slap hands and he's a cop on a unit and I just absolutely destroy him. He's like, dude, what undercover unit are you with? And I'm like, bro, I'm a, I'm a licensed clinical social worker. Like, like I do therapy and coach kids for a living. He's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like I've never heard of an undercover <laughs> therapist. So, um, so it's just, I think that's the cool thing is being able to, to, to put yourself in uncomfortable situations in a variety of spaces um, because that's what keeps you moving forward and progressing and learning as a human being. I think he does a good job of that demolition ranch because who does not want to see a whole bunch of shit get blown up. And then that's about everyone I know. Right. And then SRK, I mean, he's huge. And then SRK cycle, his stories on how he gets bikes and his journey to be an independent businessman. Um, I just, you know, I'm in that midlife crisis where it's either I'm going to I'm going to purchase a new pew pew or motorcycle and purchasing uh, a 2A a apparatus of, you know, a 2A tool yep. um, allows me. It's actually safer to purchase that than it is to purchase a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, because I can't. Yeah. So and my insurance agent won't insure me. Because he's also my jiu-jitsu coach. So he's like, I'm not insuring you for a motorcycle. Because he's also my state farm agent. Oh, shit. Yeah, Yeah, so.
0: (laughs) So, like, what about, would a Harley be way less insurance, hypothetically?
1: No, it's not about, one, it's about the CC. Two, it's a joke. Like, he's a a, a state farm And I have all my stuff. Like, all this, I have a lot of stuff with him. Yeah. I said, hey, Bruce, I'm going to buy a motorcycle. He's going to be like, um, I thought we talked about this. And then mysteriously in the next role, I end up tearing a hammy and I can't ride it. So that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, yeah. he doesn't want me to get a motorcycle because I, I shouldn't have a motorcycle. You know, I'm still a solo parent to Colin yep. and I got stuff I got to do. And and so I just rather go out and shoot big guns, long ranges and... And enjoy that hobby to the fullest.
0: Yeah. So, People out there need to know that. A crazy-ass, fast motorcycle is probably way more dangerous than getting a firearm. Uh, as long as you know how to use it and you're using it for defense and, yeah, and, I mean, and hobby purposes. I
1: mean, I, I mean, going out and shooting on a range is extremely therapeutic for me. Like, it is it is it brings my anxiety down like it centers me and plus i'm pretty good at it so it's always good to do stuff that you're good at
0: oh yeah Um, feels good and
1: then and then i'll be like all right well 250 was fine let's go 300 and 350 and and then let's work on you know so again no different than rugby or no different than therapy or parenting like Oh, they're at this point, great. Well, you sat around here too long. Let's go do this. Oh, that didn't work. Okay. And then that's progression, and that's what I like about life.
0: Fucking right there with you, Coach. It's the a- good,
1: a- it's a good <laughs> shit in life. It's the good shit. It's gotta have the good shit. Gotta have the good shit.
0: Coach, so what, year <laughs> are you on, what year are you go on ahead. for coaching Culver? now?
1: 16th. Damn, I know 16th year and and uh, the last year has been the easiest and the one of the hardest because like we didn't have a season last year. Um, no. Didn't have a college season. You know, I've been coaching college for the last four years at, at Bethel, um, which, you know, no. it made me a better Christian man, a better father, a better friend, a better coach. Like coaching in a, coaching in a, in a Christian centered focused school, um, did a lot of good for me when I needed it. So, um, a parent that, you know, parents, I love parents and I just treated those parents the same as I did in high school. Like, yeah, no, like you're traveling with us and we'll get hotel rooms and yes, provide us food. And, you know, I want you to take care of these boys, like shepherd these boys and, uh, and so I had a, 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 a mom and dad that kind of mentored me in learning how to be more connected to God and spiritual. So it was good. It was a good, it, it's what I needed at the right time. So, yep.
0: Before that coach, weren't you not, I mean, didn't have a specified or you, yeah, were, you mean, were like <laughs> in, into it. Right.
1: No, I wasn't into it. And, and one of the questions that you asked, well, like ask me some of the questions that you did and I give them the answer and it punches them in the face. Cause they weren't ready for it. Yep. You know, um, I mean, you're right. I mean, when I, uh, started coming down when it was just a club and I was just traveling two or three a day to come coach a freaking Yahoo's for free, um, I we appreciated it, coach. Dis- yeah, I mean, so here's the deal like with spiritual growth and development. Um, totally into the Catholic faith with my wife at the time, Collins, baptized the whole nine yards. Um, yep. and then my daughter in 1999 dies at birth and at nine months, so she was a full baby, like full baby, and um, and then. Six months after that, my grandparent passed away and then Colin was born and almost died. And then my other grandparent passes away and then my dad passes away. And when I went to see my dad in the ER, I came back out of the ER and there was a church in front of the hospital and I picked up a rock and I chucked it through the back window of the church. And I said, I'll make you a deal. You stay out of my house, I'll stay out of yours. We'll meet at some other time in the future. And, and that was pretty much it. And so, but you also gotta realize that being a good social worker, I have to be neutral in everything I do. I have to give the resemblance of neutrality and no judgment. And it doesn't matter what you believe in or who you are, or my job is to meet you where you're at, not for me to take you someplace where I think you need to be. Um, and I'm ethically—that's one of the nice things about having ethics that you have to externally prescribe to—is you don't have much choice. So when it's easier to do something else, your ethics brings you back, and you're like, "Yep, no, I got to do the right thing." So going up to Bethel for the last four years, unfortunately, they've cut the program.
0: Yep. So yep. wait, notify they've, the guys—they've they've cut the program.
1: Yeah, the program's been cut. Press releases will be out probably the next week. So we've notified the players, um, notified our stakeholders. Um, you know, it sucks. I'm like, I'm selling equipment off. So we the, it can, the school can make some money off the equipment that the school bought six years ago. So um, it's sad for some of the guys. Some of the guys got a raw deal. But most, again, I didn't recruit kids to come to Bethel to play rugby. Like go to right. another school you want to. A Christian, you know, you want a you, you, you faith-based school, then come to Bethel and play some decent rugby. And for the four years that I coached, we were nationally ranked and won a national championship. And, you know, so the coaching – the kids were great. I mean, the young men were great. Um, but with COVID and there's just a dip and –
0: It's a take a hard hit on rugby, the rugby world.
1: world. Oh, I mean, yeah. The, because we had a lot I mean, of
0: moments of going into it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was it was good. The problem that I, for me, like, so that tsunami that the rest of the public got hit with, like, in March, April. Yeah, Ours started, yeah. we started that process in end of January, beginning of February. So I have yeah. notes in my notebook. Yeah. We were talking about COVID and all the things back in the, the, the last the last Thursday of January. And so, um, so yeah, it's, it, it was, it was difficult. So, um, but you know, the school's standing by the kids scholarships and so live and learn. So, and one door closes, another one will open. So it always
0: does coach. It always does. Yeah. Even when you,
1: that was kind of, usually when you expect it the least. Correct. When you're not looking for it, it just, punches
0: you oh so, fuck yeah yeah
1: Co-
0: coach I love that phrase you said you gotta externally prescribe to your ethics yep is that are you is that on Wikipedia are you coined is that Coach Knowlton trademark oh you mean is that
1: is that one of my is that one of my coachisms like we don't apologize for shit I don't want your comment I want your compliance you know like I know which those. one is <laughs> No, I mean, those, those ethics, um, it's, it's easy to have, if you have external ethics, like we've all got our, inter- our internal morals and our, like, what's the difference between right or wrong? But when you are messing with another human being, right? So I'm messing with you guys, or right. this manipulation, like if I'm if you're putting trust in me to help you through that rough journey, or get to the next level, or whatever it is, then I have to have external ethics to remind me that when my internal stuff gets a little bit lost and I get focused on the wrong things, like, you know, the year that your junior year, we were all about performance. Oh, yeah. It was like, you know, beating teams by 50, 60, freaking slitting. Like it was, Waxing it was them. dirty, dirty, right? Oh, yeah. But, when it came down to the the final, and we lost by three, it really was about
0: got fucked over. It was,
1: <laughs> yeah, we got, but yeah, I, yeah, I'm
0: still pissed but, about it.
1: Yeah, but but here's the deal, though. Like, like you know, I lost sight of the process. Like, you know, our process had been replaced with performance, and we lost some of our identity and culture. And I didn't really realize it until. The next year, when I was in the weight room and Mr. and Mrs. Buxton came in and said, hey, you did a really good job last year with rugby, but you need to stop trying to be something you're not. And I said, what's that? He's like, you're a good coach, but you lost sight of why we wanted you to be here. And it wasn't to have the number one team, the number one team in the country. It was to have the whole you, not just a piece of you, as this dude, you know, Mr. B's like freaking doing freaking pull-ups. And as he's talking to me, not even breaking a sweat and he's freaking mid sixties. And I'm like, what? Um, and Pam's always gracious. And I was like, and Pam's like, you understand what I'm saying now. Right. And I'm like, yeah. And then that was it. And then when you're senior year, the process changed a little bit because I got, we got too focused on just being nasty. We forgot how to think a
0: little bit. <laughs> I mean in my opinion coach, I thought we were definitely savage, but oh, I felt like we were thi- We were thinking that definitely my senior year, you know, there was more of or the savage. I don't know. Mine was 100% until graduation.
1: Correct. Uh, yeah. But that's how it, you it, just how in the field, life.
0: yeah, in the field and in the yeah. weight room. Yeah. But so. um
1: Miss, Mr. and Mrs. Boxen are so great. Yeah. Big supporters. No, I mean, they're the only – Mr. Box is the only reason why I'm here.
0: They, are they the only reason? Retired now? Yeah, they're retired.
1: They? I mean, he's got – he does some consulting for the school from time to time. But, yeah, I mean, when those 2004 – when those 2004 kids, seniors, started the program, it was because of him wasn't because athletics, because athletics had voted us down twice to be a sport. So, yeah, you know, give a bunch of guys the ability to do their own thing, and shit, they do their own thing, and then it works out, and freaking, you know, I've been here 16, the club's been here 19, so yeah, it's uh, it's an exciting time, so I'm going to hope to, got to be around at least until our 20th anniversary, so that's what maybe a couple more seasons.
0: Coach, I love it. it. It is crazy to think. Like, you know, not now when we look back when I was there, it was kind of the first, first foundational years. Yeah. At Culver. the thing. Argentina, obviously, was big step, which is great. It's
1: fun. Fun for you guys. You guys had a lot of fun. Yeah, no, a good time.
0: <laughs> good old Giesler, Eddie as Eddie Bishop, oh god, Ben LaFon,
1: <laughs> Quentin Haley, Daniel Patekton. Hey, Quentin turned out as a
0: he, solid senior, right?
1: Yeah, no, he's a solid senior, and you know, bounced around some schools, playing rugby here and there, and he's gonna. Finish up as Bachelors, I think, this May, and then probably go to law school. Yep. So Jimmy Doral. Jimmy. Was it Jimmy Doral? Yeah. So Declan McInerney. Yep. 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 So no, it was a good. It was Love a good those guys. time. And Love those guys. yeah, and you know, we've done we did that trip again four years later, and then uh, then followed it back up with Spain two years after that. So. Uh, since I've been at Culver, been to Portugal, all of Europe, Ireland twice, Argentina twice, uh, Spain once. Uh, uh, and then I was supposed to be in Uruguay for three weeks this past June with the USA men's U23 squad. And then if we had qualified and beat Canada, then we would have been in the Junior World Cup in spain in september so i was part of that men's coaching senior program but obviously everything got canceled so i I missed that window but i get to put it on my resume as being selected so that was pretty cool so almost there so coach
0: well howdy there ladies and gents it is your good friend commercial break peter hoping you're having a hell of a night Thanks for sticking with us, and I uh, hope you're absolutely loving the episode. If you are, I would absolutely love it if you could please leave a generous review on good old Apple Podcasts and kindly share this with someone who needs some good vibes in their life, because every time it's shared, it warms my heart, and I love you. Anyways, enough of the shameless plug.
1: Back to the show, ladies and gents. Might check one, two, three, four. Golden. Golden.
0: Damn, Coach, I got a million. I was just like, when I was taking a piss, I was thinking about all this shit I wanted to, I have wanted to always
1: ask you. We don't have to blow your wallet all in this time. So I, just, you don't I, have to it, get it all out. We got plenty of time. Yeah, we're not going to die for these 10 years. So it's fine. That's the plan. Minute, that's minimum. Minimum 10. Minimum 10. Minimum 10. Max 80. I think once I coach. Yeah, once I coach one of my former grads' kids, I'm done. That'll be it. I'll be over. I'm going to be like, okay. Time for Nick Flynn to take over the program. That's the plan. Nick's been coaching with you, right? Yeah, I've been having, I've, got have, I've had him with us for the last three years, Baffle at Culver, trying to get him into the mix. His, uh, his, uh, his contract's up soon with the Navy, so hopefully he can get out and then come right to Culver, raise his family, and take over the program. Not that I wouldn't be part of it. I'd just be the director. I wouldn't. He, I gotta, in order to bring him on, I'd have to he'd I'd have to give up the head coaching role as a way to get him paid well and on staff. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, that'd be a great dream of mine, handing it over to another Culver grad that I had an t- opportunity to help raise. Fuck yeah, so it's good stuff.
0: I gotta I gotta talk to Nick more, and I I mean I know him, but I gotta connect with him and. I didn't know him super well because he graduated
1: right. Yeah. When you were a freshman. Yeah.
0: No, it was, he was out the year, the year earlier.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 You're right. The seniors when I was a freshman was Connor Casey, D Zach. Yeah. um, What a great. And then the next year we didn't have
1: anybody. Remember? Yeah. Like we graduated everybody. It was just you and Michael Anthony. And that class, like Rocky, and I was like, "Shit, we're just gonna play loose and open and let these guys eat and hunt and not worry about it." So. That year was fun. <laughs>
0: we fucking battled. It was definitely a le- big learning year. Yeah, we we went to the playoffs.
1: Uh, yep. yeah, that we year Pitt. we and they dropped all their A side guys down to play our division team. Yep. Troy played that year I, too. McCloskey. Yeah, and then yeah, and then state championship the next year. And then we lost that semi state state championship, which was essentially the state championship to yeah. That's a tough game. That's a tough game. They had me mic'd up for that entire game.
0: No shit. I'm gonna
1: try I'm gonna try to get the footage because they did some they did some B roll stuff, uh, that big forge your future of Culver athletics. So I'm, I've been trying to get like my footage just so I can fucking laugh at myself.
0: Coach, I'll help uh, put it put it together in like production quality. They said
1: they said there was only about 10 seconds that we could use.
0: I bet. <laughs> Surprised you got 10.
1: <laughs> so uh, and that's what they said. We were lucky to get 10 seconds. So it was good. But all right, w- what, what's was, next?
0: That was a war of a game. I remember some was, of those guys were you know, had full families.
1: It meant more to them to win that game than it ever would to you guys.
0: I, mean, I don't know about that, Coach. I was first.
1: Yeah, we got over it pretty quick.
0: Remember was what it, I said? We had a damn good team. Remember what I
1: said? I told you exactly how they were going to be – exactly how they were going to score. Exactly how you guys got to beat them. I'm sitting there and I'm like, nothing, nothing has occurred that I didn't tell you that was going to happen. So either commit to the plan, or lose. Last year was on me. This year it's on you. So go get after it. So that one didn't hurt as much as the year before. That one that one hurt a lot.
0: So. We um we we played a savage second half. We were in it. Yeah.
1: I mean, it was what one score game, right? Yeah, yeah. It was two points, two points the difference. If we had kicked and made the penalty, we would have won. So. But, you know, eight years later, I go ahead and I win our first state championship during Collins junior year. So that was that was pretty special. I won a national championship at college and a high school championship in 45 days. Damn. I might know know something about rugby. A little bit. Just a little. A thing or two. A little bit.
0: Colin got a ring. Does he have like a ring from the State no, stuff, we
1: or didn't, we, he didn't get rings? I mean, I mean you know rugby doesn't really do rings. Uh, we could do rings, like do rings. Yeah, we could do rings, but I never I never did it because I was like, it's our job. Do your job. It's up in the band I mean it's up like your state like your semi our semi state state run, like that stuff's in the up in the gym now. Oh yes. So I'll take a picture of it send it to you but
0: like that's recognized in the gym
1: so
0: that's cool that's great So, yep coach when um, you know all these guys who've graduated yeah get, get a little bit older I mean I always tell people when people are like oh who are you going to donate to I'm like I'm giving what I got to Culver Rugby yep. and yep. Baylor and my my daughter and that's it yep
1: yeah yeah i mean no i mean we, we i mean i'd like to grow our endowment it's kind of been stagnant for a while so um but yeah no i i that's the thing i've learned is kids donate it takes 20 some years for you guys to become donors and you guys donate based on your experiences that you have while you're here and what motivated you to help get you to the spot where you're able to donate 20 years later and so that's the type of, that's the type of relationship I like to have. You know, I always tell the guys, you know, anything you need, just pick up the phone, but I'm not going to chase you. So there's guys I haven't talked to Eric and I haven't talked to a lot of guys for many years, but every yeah. once in a while they'll pick up the phone and we'll chat and, and, you know, and catch up because, you know, we never say goodbye. We just say, see you later. So always, always see you later. Never goodbye
0: you gave me that mentality too. Yep. Good one to have some good one to have.
1: All what right. do we, what do we got to do to get the Culver rugby fund going? Um, I, it's interesting. I got an email over Christmas break from the actual alumni director wanting to sit down and talk rugby. So I got to actually have to pick that conversation up, uh, here in the next couple of weeks. So I'll have more information on that
0: hell yeah is he one of the is
1: not a former player no alan okay alan Lehrer, coach player. yeah you know him yeah yeah, yeah. he wants to have a conversation about rugby so that's what we're going to do always he knows.
0: good conversation hell yeah he knows so coach so where you grew up in michigan city
1: yep michigan How- city indiana split between the only
0: mission the only michigan city i know
1: yeah yeah uh it's on the it's on lake michigan uh i grew up weekends and a lot of time with my dad on the boat lake and working on his roofs and construction crews and then went to school out in the country uh where you could bring shotguns and uh skin your deer that you got that morning in the in the in the end in the in the vocational shop on the hoist as long as you gave the teacher a plank, you were good um but oh, yeah that. it wasn't until my senior year where you had to like bring your gun into the school and deposit it in the safe of the principal and then retrieve said weapon yep. after you were after you were done so i mean it's a farming community it's kind of like how calder is a little bit but uh, yeah, you'd, you'd get credit for, you'd get, you'd get a four More meat. You bring
0: f- in the higher grade you
1: get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that. And, that and, and, you know, uh, you know, when there was harvest season, you'd go to work and you'd come to school at 11 o'clock and, you know, and eat lunch and take a nap and then go play football. <laughs> I mean, that was the, that was what you did. So, so, yeah, but yeah, it's split between a city and a, a city and a, and the country, which, which I think helped me a lot. Absolutely. A lot. Way di- It's life is just different. Like right
0: now I'm living out. I was telling Colin where I'm living now, not in the city. It's in Arlington, like in the woods, but we're right by the city, but we're, we in the woods. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's my dad just- lived in, my dad lived in the ghetto. Got a house off his VA, Vietnam loan, like a huge Victorian and rebuilt that thing in the middle of the worst part of town. And, and then my mom lived in a little, lived in the country and had a little mini farm and, and, and did that. So
0: your dad built a, a big Victorian house.
1: We remodeled
0: it, it like in the middle of the, the town. Yeah yeah no shit how how long did you live there that sounds honestly pretty cool but i mean the Uh, building sounds like it looks cool
1: yeah i mean he i mean it was a big victorian and he got it for nothing because it was pretty much nothing and you know we rebuilt that thing floor up and you know radiant heating before radiant heating was cool like in the floors and stuff like, yeah. I and mean, he was a steel worker. I mean, he could, he could fix anything. We never got new, like we'd go, he'd go find some freaking 30, you want a cruiser one summer and so he found a 35 foot cruiser that was pretty much, it was bad. And then we fixed it up and drove that thing around and it was really easy to get dates. You're like, Hey, my dad's got a yacht Come yeah. on out they don't know anything like they didn't know it was a shit yacht it was still a fucking like a yacht 35 feet man so um but yeah that means and then living in the farm life and you know riding motorcycles and doing you know farm shit hell yeah <laughs> the fun shit right dangerous
0: <laughs> definitely dangerous that's what makes it fun yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah okay we'll, we'll move on to the next question for, for better or for worse <laughs> For better or for worse coach
0: so to, to the house like did you so you and your dad were the ones who remodeled
1: it yeah yeah so my dad my dad taught me carpentry um the only thing I never messed with I never messed with electricity or gas because I just didn't yeah. want to get electrocuted or blown up everything else I could do like everything and that's how that was my trade i mean that's you know was by the time i was 18 i was running three construction crews so yeah. i was running a tear off a sheeting uh felt and then a finishing crew and i was running them all three crews of freaking felons and drug addicts and and uh <laughs> making you know eight thousand dollars a week cash Oh yeah <laughs> But here's the That's deal. That's quite the experience. You ever seen an old roofer? No, no, because no, they're all dead. So I knew I didn't <laughs> want to be a roofer. I knew I didn't want to like go in and like follow my dad into the the Steelworkers Union uh, at Bethlehem. And I want to go to college. That's all I knew. I want to go to college. Yeah. You know, and I and, I, and I, I you said the influential people, and I forgot one. Um, mm-hmm. and that would have been my, that would have been my swim coach, Kathy Nova. And you'll see on my Facebook page every year, there's every year, there's a picture that comes up of me and her when she was here helping coach new Prairie. I think I I've walked seen in. it. You've seen it. Yeah. yeah like she's, I, I mean, she's the most, she believed in me going to college as a swimmer when I didn't even believe myself. And she's the reason why I chose was coaching, she's the reason why I went into, yeah, she's a, she's a, the, pro, yeah, outside of my dad's work ethic and just taking care of his family, Kathy Nova is probably, yeah, she, she believed in me. She let me drive her car to a recruitment trip when I didn't have a car, uh, helped me get jobs of connections when I needed money to pay for swimming, so it was, uh, it wasn't always an easy life, but it was, it was a loved life. So yeah. Um, yeah,
0: Well, shit, coach. That's kind of like how you are for me. Correct. Right. Isn't that? Right. A, that's a great thing. Comes full circle. Oh,
1: I mean, oh, believe me, I've been yeah. It's I've been full circling for the last sixteen years. So they've asked me a few times to like help or coach the swim team here, and I said absolutely no, no way. I said, because I only know one way to do swimming and it would not, it It would conflict. Like, no, like, you know, these kids are doing 4,000 yards in a practice. In high school, I was doing 10 and five before breakfast in the lake or something. Right. Like, I, I, yeah, like, yeah, I don't have any, like, you got to put time in if you want to be good. So they got some good swimmers, but they don't, I just couldn't, I would be too hardcore. I wouldn't, I couldn't, I wasn't coached as a youth kindly when I started swimming at age seven. Um, yeah. But I, I didn't receive kindness until I got to high school. Um, and then Kat, coach Nova, she helped me through. What's weird about that is when I used to drive, when I used to come into the, the city with to see my dad on Saturdays, And you know what Saturdays are, right? Saturdays are rugby days. Saturdays are rugby day. So here I am. I'm 10 years old. I'm riding my bike to this park, this school. And I see these bunch of dudes playing a game that looks like football, but isn't football. So at the age of 10, I watched the future team that I would originally eventually end up at after college and become president of. And her her husband played rugby. So like on her truck, it takes leather takes leather balls to play rugby I was reading that when I was in freaking ninth grade and then I was like oh I was 10 that was oh god so I was eventually became the president of the team that her husband played for I probably saw her at the pitch when I was 10 years old weird it's just weird that's that's fucking shit. yeah Uh, so
0: she coached you during swimming when did you when did you
1: first play rugby coach um, when I was in o- when I was at University of Finley I tore out my shoulder um, and that pretty much was it for me like I wasn't gonna was never gonna recover from that injury um, as long as I didn't swim competitively it would be fine but as a collegiate swimmer it tore out my shoulders off. yeah and so you know fourth millionth stroke of my life and it just tore enough um but i wasn't a, i gotta remember i wasn't a gifted swimmer i was just willing to endure more pain so like my vo2 max is at at an elite level so i got the heart and lungs of a dude that's six foot six but i'm in a five foot nine body so i was just oh, yeah. willing to endure more pain and uh and then i went to central missouri state and uh, saw this dude in a lecture, I had a jacket, and I said rugby on it. I'm like, yo, um, i want to learn how to play this practice on Tuesday and Thursday. My first game was Friday and I played prop and I spent the entire time my head touching my knees with my feet off the ground. And I was oh like, like, man, I gotta, get go- I gotta figure out this game. That was fun, and that <laughs> was, that was, that was fun. And that was the fall of 92. And since the fall of 92, I've been involved with rugby. Pretty much, the only time I took a time off was to finish up grad school. So, and that was only a season. So, yeah. outside of that, it's been reffing, administrating, or coaching, or playing. So. Still,
0: still getting the run in
1: occasionally? um i'll play an aggressive game of touch or scrag so it's kind of like rap tackle um but not like we did back in the day which was full go jujitsu in the
0: in the mall finger uh destroyment
1: yeah i mean i'm still teaching i'm still teaching tricks and what's interesting now is there's enough of those guys of like those disciples that have gone on to go and and then they teach, and you know, they're like, where would you get this at? Like, I got this from my high school coach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're like, what? High school? Like, what do you mean? So, uh, it's been interesting to see how guys progress to the next level. So, yeah, i would be doing the fun I, stuff.
0: I'd be showing all of the tactical moves to the Baylor team. I was like, all right, you get this bastard here, you pull right there, or you twist this, and you do that, and little ankle, whatnot."
1: Yeah, they Uh move, they'll move, they move, they'll move. They don't do it again, yep, and do it until you get caught, (laughs) yep, (laughs) and then do it again,
0: especially if it's a team that you're not a huge fan of.
1: Yeah, (laughs)
0: yeah. All right, coach, how's how's uh, jujitsu going? You still,
1: um. I mean, I'm training when I can. I'm kind of at a level where um, I need to train more. And so the thing I'm looking forward to is, you know, not having Bethel on my plate for a season or two seasons or. That's a lot. You know, yeah. Having, yeah. having that responsibility, I'll be able to devote more training. So the goal would be to be a black belt before I turn 51. So I got a couple of years. So it's going to be focusing on achieving that goal, which would be like, reaching mount everest it so
0: they're like 10 levels within belts i in, honestly don't know yeah.
1: i mean down. with jujitsu like with legit jujitsu guys like you're looking at anywhere from six to ten years if you're consistent so um i moved up pretty quick and then i was a purple belt for seven years, eight years, I think, seven years, eight years. And then got my Brown a year ago in June. Um, and, and again, with our gym, it's hardcore. Like it's. If you earn it. You, yeah. Like you got to earn it. And it doesn't matter. other they playing taps does that bring back some PTSD? Oh
0: yeah, it does. You hear it? Oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> coach i still play taps like on my phone
1: yeah so there you go um love to hear it so i oh. mean yeah so the next i i need to devote more time training for myself because again that's another form of therapy for me so yeah
0: would you say rugby or jujitsu is more therapeutic
1: jiu-jitsu Yeah, jiu-jitsu is way more therapeutic, cathartic, Um, and and that's just based on. It's just me. I don't. It's me and and someone. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, you're you're trying to control it, but um, it's my time. You know, coaching as you know, you give so much away, and jiu-jitsu. I I get rid of the vad and take the good and it energizes me i'm a better coach because i do jiu-jitsu i think mean, i've said that before to you guys because i get coached oh, yeah. that's a that's a problem with a lot of coaches my age is they stop getting coached and stuff and they don't have the balls to go out and try something new yep I mean after because there's you know, new like
0: strategies and techniques yeah, I mean, that are more advanced yeah, that you, always are coming out
1: yeah you gotta realize like I did 13 years in the pool up until I was 20. And then from 20 to 35, 34, playing. And then I came and coached you guys. And so, you know, and then I've been doing jujitsu for the last 14 years. So, I mean, I
0: respect it, coach. Yeah. I would, I, I, I always say, like, I needed, Give it a shot because it would improve rugby skills, but haven't got around to it, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, you gotta get to the right gym. Someone that wants a uh, someone that can that wants to take your strengths and make them better. So you got plenty of time, bro. <laughs>
0: I'm, ho- I'm hoping the uh, tactical sports come back to play. quick. Yeah. Start yeah. to go insane sometimes. <laughs> Without them,
1: we could. You know what? You could go to the. We could figure out. We could go do a trip to Vegas, and do that shoot house they have, where it's full contact. What is this? It's a full contact shoot house. In Vegas, see so you get Sims and you can shoot Sims, which is wax bullets, and then fight each other. No shit. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's it's good training. Yeah, you look it up. It's good training. What's the name of it? Oh, I'll I'll send you a link. But it's a shoot house in Vegas where you can actually go fight, shoot and fight. What a business! What a business! I
0: know, right? Come here, come shoot, come fight, get it out. Yeah. In Vegas. I gotta mute this thing. I haven't been to Vegas in a while. I gotta I gotta get there. Yep. All right, coach. I think it's All about right, time for next. the would you rathers.
1: Would we rather we got so many questions? We'll have to pick it up another time. Would we rather? Okay.
0: I, I'm gonna I'm gonna fire them off to you. I'm also gonna answer them with you. And yeah. Some might be insane, some might be goofy. Yeah. But um anything outside of the question, up for interpretation.
1: Got it. Got it.
0: All right, Coach. Would you rather be a genius everyone thinks is an idiot or an idiot everyone thinks is a genius?
1: Idiot. Thinks he's a genius. Uh, Or idiot that – I'd rather be an idiot where everybody thinks –
0: I would too. Yep. Yeah. It'd be uncomfortable to be – super smart but think you're in it you couldn't it wouldn't work yeah the idiot gets gets farther I feel like definitely in that situation right all right coach would you rather be forced to live the same day over and over again for a full year or
1: have three years cut off into your life Oh, three years cut off my life. I, I've actually done Groundhog's Day. The last year's been Groundhogs Day. So I'll I'll take three years off the back end. Yep.
0: <laughs> That's definitely a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. All right, coach. Moving on yeah. to number three. Three. Would you rather be colorblind or completely lose your sense of taste?
1: Oh colorblind because i'm already colorblind and i lost my sense of taste over covid and let me tell you <laughs> what that sucks bro like it, these aren't it, hypotheticals for me like these are these this is real life scenario shit you're talking about That's
0: so uh, that's like when you know you've got the shit right when you just can't mm-hmm. that's yeah. insane i have and, my
1: and smell dude i still can't smell certain things and it's been over a month that's nuts i had a months now
0: i had a good buddy although i don't condone this but he had covid and he like he recovered but he still couldn't taste anything right he literally just displayed this the taste absence by just grabbing some whiskey and sending it. oh no it was impressive everything
1: everything tasted like stale air so just didn't eat. Back is back. At, back now though, right? Most of the smell is back. So, still get some fatigue, but whatever.
0: We're about we're about All to right. kill kill the shit off. All right, bro. All right, coach. All yep. set. All right, brother. Brother, would you rather? Would you rather? Is that it? Let's keep going. These are fun. No, we got more. We got to talk about- Wait,
1: we a red great
0: red list. Would you rather give up coffee or soda forever?
1: Does three Red Bulls a day count as soda or caffeine? I don't know. I, a no, a I'd, rather the g- I'd rather give up I'd rather give up soda because I gotta have that one coffee in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Gets yep.
0: everything moving. Gotta gotta fire up the engine. Gotta put the That's fuel it. in. Yep. All right, coach.
1: Okay, you, you, I see that nervousness on your face. Just let, it, let it rip.
0: Would you rather lose all of your teeth or? Lose a day of your life every time you kiss someone.
1: That's insane. Uh, lose my teeth. Yeah.
0: Sandy will get us some dentures.
1: Yeah, I mean, I got, I got connections with implants, so we're good.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, coach. Will you? Uh-oh. All right. So you can get it out. We'll don't skip one. I'd be, disappointed. Yeah. I'd be disappointed if you didn't go I, big on this. On I don't want to it rip. Point, Coach.
0: Nope. Would you rather find a dead body or huh? be witness to a deadly assault? Find a dead body. I'm right there with you. That, I mean... Because that, you're kind of... You can help. You're like an FBI guy at that point. But seeing the shit would fuck me up.
1: Yeah, I never... Yeah. uh Having seen that and experienced both, dead body.
0: Well, I think we just signed up for another podcast for that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, Coach. Next one. Would you that- rather... Have thought bubbles appear over your head for everyone to see every oh God. time of you have thoughts? Uh huh. Or for everyone to have access to your search history?
1: Uh, I have access to my search history. Yep. That should have set on never do remember. Yep. So I'm good. Cause yeah, I realize like, Sometimes when I'm talking to people, I'm like, God, I'm just trying to figure out how many ways I could like maim an individual for being stupid. So, no, I do not need – I do not need thought bubbles over my head. Yeah, that, that would that, be yeah. – uh, Next question. That No way. That would be bad. No way. Uh,
0: all right, Coach. We'll put a cap on it with this one. Okay. It's intriguing. Would you rather turn pink every time someone said hello or get insanely angry every time someone said, bless you? (laughs)
1: Hmm. Turn pink when people say hello. Yep. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, oh God, that's a Uh, or get angry when someone says bless you. Yep. Well, I'd have to go with there's the dog. Uh, Emma, stop. Um, I'd have to go with getting angry when someone says bless you.
0: Yep. We're 100% on the same page on all of these. Usually there's one where I'm like, "Ah, I think I might
1: turn it pink.
0: Not doing it. Trained you well. (laughs) You you did indeed, Coach. You did indeed, Coach. No doubt about that. All right, Coach. Well... Get stuck. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Coach, well, we'll put a... uh, Put a bow on this phenomenal yep. episode. Got it. Hoping all the fine folks out there had a hell of a time if you were able to tune in. Always is a blast being able to speak to the legendary coach Nolden. Hell of a man, and always has a hell of a story to tell.
1: More stories now that you're an adult. I'm excited i'm fired up
0: all right ladies and gents well just a reminder never forget that you can never in fact overdose on the good vibes and if you enjoyed this episode tonight if you had a good time with us share this with your mom dad brother sister neighbor even the guy down the street rick because everyone needs some good vibes in their life Rick needs good vibes he needs them he needs them and um, if you enjoyed listening to the legendary coach Nolk, he's on IG at Coach beauty of an account incredible rugby photography I might say but uh, with that we say salute Man, the audio is like...